What is lazy evaluation? By the end of this episode, you'll know the two kinds of laziness and how they can help you optimize your code. My name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. So lazy evaluation is a common technique in functional languages. It doesn't have to be just for functional languages, um, but often it is used uh, because functional languages have a nice referential transparency property that means that you can do the lazy evaluation optimization and it doesn't affect anything. Uh, it doesn't have any side effects, basically. Um, so if you don't have side effects, it's much easier to do lazy evaluation. But it's not only for that. There is a referential transparency uh, episode and also a side effects episode. Go uh, watch those, listen to those if you are uh, unfamiliar with those terms. Okay, so what is lazy evaluation, first of all? Uh, basically, it's don't evaluate what you never need to. So if you never need a value, why are you running the expression? Why are you running that code that generates the value if you're never going to need it? And then once you do evaluate it and you need it two times, don't evaluate it a second time. Just save the answer and use it again. So basically, um, another way to put it is if, if you have some code, you either run it zero times, like you, you don't run it, or you run it one time if you do need it. Okay, so it's an optimization. You don't run stuff you don't need, and then when you do run it, you only run it once. Uh, it's also called call by need because you only call it if you need it. Uh, so that's another term that you might hear somewhere. Um, it's sometimes called delayed evaluation because you're not running it when where it is in the program, right? Like where the where the line of code is, it's not like you're executing them straight through. If it's lazy, you only are going to execute that when you need it. When your program proves that it needs that value, that's when it gets run. So it's delayed. The evaluation doesn't happen here. It happens sometime later when you actually need it. Uh, and so there, the opposite of it is strict or eager evaluation strict meaning it's just very strict rule like just evaluate one thing at a time write down in order and eager is kind of the opposite of lazy just evaluate everything whether you need it or not it's eager uh, you could also say that um, you could like do a double negative I guess that lazy evaluation is non-strict evaluation it's a type of non-strict evaluation um, anyway that, that those are all the terms why do you do this? Because it reduces the amount of code that is executed. Also, sometimes the amount of memory that is used. Um, you can imagine that if you like have some code, let's say at the top, you initialize a variable to some, some complicated expression at the top, and then you have an if statement. And in one branch, you use the value. In the other branch, you don't use the value. In that other branch, you never needed to compute it in the first place. 
So why are you why are you computing it? Well, you could say, well, I should go through and move this variable into the branch where I'm going to use it, right? That would work, yes, in that one case. Um, it's manual labor. You have to do that yourself as the programmer. What if you had a thing that didn't run that unless you needed it, but you could put it wherever you wanted to? As the programmer, you can make it clear and, and express it exactly how you think it, it would read well, and then you have the compiler or the programming language, the runtime, figure out when to run them so that if you don't need it, it never gets run. That's, that's what it is. You're separating how to generate the value, so the code that you have to type in that generates that value, from when or whether you run it, because you might not need to run that code. Okay, so there's a separation of concerns here. You're separating two different things. Um, it also, you know, besides not using that memory if you don't need to, that value and not running the code if you don't need the value, um, they also let you do uh, infinite data structures. So infinite sequences, infinite trees, because you can say how to generate the tree or how to generate the sequence separate from whether you actually generate it whether you need that branch of the tree that goes to infinity uh, because you can separate those out um, this tree is virtually infinite like any branch you go down will never end but obviously you can't actually generate that because you would run out of memory and it would take infinite time but as long as you still keep walking down the tree, you can still find new notes, right? So it separates out those two things and lets you be a little bit more fluid with how you do it. Now, also, you can use laziness to generate just really long sequences that maybe take a lot of time to generate, but you don't want to generate the whole thing at first. You just want to generate one thing at a time or one chunk at a time. So one thing I use lazy sequences for in Clojure is... I can request pages from the database. Let's say I have a table that's like 10 million rows. So I want to get them 100 at a time, but I don't want to have the logic of like how to request the next page, you know, like adding some SQL stuff like limit and offset and stuff like that. I just want a sequence that has all of them in it but it's a lazy concatenation of chunks of 100, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm able to make a sequence that does fetch all of them eventually, but then where I consume that sequence, I can just stop when I don't need any more, okay? And I don't actually make all the requests to the database, only the ones I need. So you're separating things out. It's actually a pretty cool little technique. Okay. Um, there are two types of evalu uh, lazy evaluation. One is explicit and one is implicit. Explicit means that you, the programmer, have control of which expression to delay, 
right? Which expression is going to be lazy? Um, usually, uh, this is called delay. So you run, you call delay and you give it some code and then that returns a delayed value and you can somehow call a method on it or call some function on it to tell it, okay, I need the value now. So give it to me, compute it and give it to me. Or if you've already computed it, just give me the cached version, right? Um, implicit means that your language just does it for you without, without, you know, telling you, or you don't have to say anything. So for example, Haskell has this, it is a, it is pervasively lazy. So all the code in Haskell is lazy just about. And, um, that means that you never have to worry about delaying something and wondering, Oh, in this branch, it might not get run. So I shouldn't put it here. You never think about that. It's the whole language is lazy. Closure sequences are lazy. So if you call map on a sequence, you will get a lazy sequence back. So nothing actually happens except creating the delay, <laughs> creating the lazy sequence, just the one, you know, pointer to like, okay, here's, here's where to start. Um, that gets created when you call map. And then when you actually consume the result of the map, that is when the work happens and the sequence is generated. So that's kind of, that's another example of implicit. Now the rest of the language is not lazy as ha like Haskell is. Haskell is lazy, closure is not, but sequences and closure are. Um, all right, I'm gonna recap and then we'll we'll talk about what's happening in the next episode. Uh, so laziness means you don't evaluate what you never need to. Now you can imagine that this saves a lot of computing, a lot of time, a lot of execution, because programmers in general, although they can look at a function and like optimize it, they're not thinking about the whole, right? They're not able to see the whole program at once and figure out, Oh, in this branch, I never have to execute this code. And that co that's what the compiler can do, right? And so Haskell, um, because it's pervasively lazy, uh, is actually able to cut out huge branches from execution at, you know, at runtime. Uh, and some, some of it, it can do static analysis on and figure out, uh, I'm never, if I'm in this, if I get here, I'm never going to need that. And which means I don't need that. I don't need that. Don't, so it can do some of that statically, but it's mostly a runtime thing too. Okay. Um, it's also known as call by need, uh, delayed evaluation, non-strict evaluation. There's all sorts of terms for them for this. Um, and so if you see those terms around, it's all the same. Okay. It all means the same thing. Uh, it, it is, it reduces how much code is executed and also how much memory is taken up because if you have a big data structure and you never have to generate it, you've saved all that memory. Uh, it lets you make really long or infinite lazy sequences or lazy sequences out of something like the lines of a file. So, uh, you, you might not need to read the whole file so you can stop reading from your lazy sequence and it won't read like instead of reading this huge 
10 gigabyte file, you make a lazy sequence of the lines, right? And then you can stop before you get the end of the file and you never had to read in the whole thing. Uh, there's two types, explicit and implicit. Explicit means you tell it, make this lazy. And implicit means it just happens for you. So either in the whole language or in a certain section of the language, certain data structures might be lazy, etc. Okay, please subscribe uh, if you like this because in the next episode, I've got it all lined up, we're going to learn how to implement lazy evaluation in your language. So if this is intriguing, uh, then you should subscribe. Um, also, if you have any questions, any comments, please email me. I'm at eric, uh, eric at .com. You can also tweet me. Um, questions are preferred on over email, but if you want to just get into like a little light discussion, Twitter is great for that. I'm at Eric Normand. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. We should connect up. I'm trying to find all the functional programmers out there. Awesome. See you later.